0: So, pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com.
1: You're listening to Sports and Quirks. I'm Emily Cornell, and today we have a guest, Evan. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are very unbiasedly a fan of?
0: Yeah, my name is Evan bear, and I am a very objective fan of the Baylor Bears. I'm here to tell you only the truth about them, and everything I'm saying is going to be true about them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, we believe that. Um, you're our Baylor insider. For people who've listened, um, Evan is who I ask about anything that is Baylor related, because he's very much in the know. Um, but... We're not going to start with Baylor. We're going to start with the national championship, which was last night, and LSU took down Clemson. Trevor Lawrence received his first loss since he was in high school. Um, What were your thoughts on this game? That's truly wild.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I thought LSU was going to win because everything was pointing towards them winning Uh, But I definitely didn't think Trevor Lawrence would look as bad as he did. I think I saw a stat that was like he had 13 or 14 overthrows, uh, which was not how I expected that to go.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. Um, Emily and I had talked to you before about how we thought LSU was going to run all over Clemson, walk all over. That's the phrase. And um, I don't know that they totally did that. They didn't run them into the ground, but – I think they definitely ran circles around them and showed that they were the dominant team.
0: Yeah. I think my thing with it is you don't get to almost lose to Mac Brown in 2019 and still get my vote to win the national championship. (laughs) So I was just assuming LSU was going to pull this one out, but I did not think Trevor Lawrence was going to be a big reason why LSU pulled away the way they did.
1: I agree with that. I think that um, as I am biased and I think that Clemson shouldn't even been in the national championship. It should have been Ohio state. I think it would have been a closer game. And while it was like close in the first half in the second half, LSU very much got it together and was like, no, we are here. We're going to win this. Um, Yeah. Clemson. They proved early in the season when they almost lost to you and see that like they maybe would not have won this.
0: Yeah. And I've been of the mind for a while that LSU has been just like an average quarterback away from winning the whole thing for five or six years. Um, So my take that's been proven wrong about 60 times this year is that Joe Burrow is just okay. um, Continues to look worse and worse, but LSU finally got a quarterback that could make a throw. And the first year of having that, they won the whole thing. So I wasn't super surprised, but definitely thought they would have a little more competition at the end.
1: Yeah. Well, has your mind changed about Joe Burrow? I know that you didn't think he was that great.
0: Um, despite all evidence against it, I'm still not sold. I think, I mean, he had the best he had the best line in the country protecting him. Top a top three receiving core, and then a running back that got better as the entire season went on. So, my take has always been that there's been about eight or nine quarterbacks this year that could have done the same thing he did in that position, but. um okay that take has gotten worse and worse since the summer. So I'll probably have to retire it pretty soon.
1: That's, uh, <laughs> next year you'll have a new hot take.
0: Yeah. About well, if he, if he turns the Bengals around, I'll officially retire it, but that's a pretty tall order.
1: That's a super tall order. I feel like even if he just does well with the Bengals, you should change your take.
0: I'll agree to it. <laughs>
1: okay, that's fair. We have it recorded. It's going to happen. Folks. Hold Evan to this. Um, any other thoughts about the national championship? Or are we ready to talk about the big 12 in, the, in 2020?
0: Um, my only take about the national championship outside of that is the halftime show where they announced like the top 10 players of all time. And none of them had played in like 35 years. Um, <laughs> I thought that was dumb. I think Tim Tebow, I think they ranked Tim Tebow like number 76 and he's like a consensus wow. top 10 college player of all time. So I thought that was dumb. But apart from that, I had an incredible time watching the game.
2: Yeah, he should definitely be in that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my attention was divided between uh, the Bachelor and the National Championship, (laughs) and one definitely took priority over the other, especially as the score kind of progressed. Um, But, you know, it it was a pretty good game for LSU. Clemson, you know scored 25 points. So um, that's not terrible either. Um, Mm -hmm. But excited for next season of college football already.
1: Same. So going into 2020. uh, So Evan and I both live in Austin. That's how we know each other. And so it's Big 12 country. So we're going to talk pretty heavily about the Big 12 going into this year's season. Uh, Starting with Baylor without Matt Rule.
0: Yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks. Um I think we're about 2 days away from having a a person in place, but I think most Baylor fans would agree that we were closer to 7 or 8 wins than we were to 11 this year. I think we were a good team, but I think we got really really lucky a few times and I'm pretty sure a lot of other Big 12 fans would likely agree with me. Um I'm excited to see what we do. We have a lot of good players returning. We are losing a ton on the defensive side which kind of carried us the whole year. Um mm-hmm. but I'm excited to see Charlie Brewer back at quarterback for senior year and what this new coach, which is hopefully an in-house hire is going to do.
1: How will people react if it's not an in-house hire?
0: Um, Probably as expected. I think people are going to be really mad for a few days. We'll see some players leave, but I think that's sort of like the status quo when you bring an outside hire, especially when there's this much, uh, maybe I'm only seeing it because I'm like very involved in seeing what's going on with Baylor online, yeah. but uh, players, Former players, fans are all wanting the assistant head coach, Joey McGuire, to get promoted to head coach. Um, he doesn't have any college experience outside of his last three years with Baylor, but um, he's kind of the consensus favorite to get the nod. So if he doesn't, I think people will be upset. But um, I don't think anyone outside of like diehard sports fans knew who Matt Rule was on the Baylor side before he got hired. And that worked out pretty well. So our um, athletic directors had a few good hires so far. So I'm inclined to believe that he's going to make a good one for this upcoming hire
1: okay so then what is going on with jim grobe
0: oh boy <laughs> uh so jim grobe was the interim head coach for a year after the entire baylor scandal came out so he he came in he won six games i think he just like played candy crust for a year and we had like the talent to win six games but um, this evening I've changed my Twitter profile to look like the official Baylor account. And I've announced Jim Grobe as our new head coach. Um, <laughs> no one thinks it's funny. No one's laughing, but I'm having a really great time. Um, I even yeah. I convinced my roommate to make his account look like Jim Grobe's account. Uh, and he's like, ready to get to work. Let's, let's do this thing. Uh, again, no one thinks we're funny. But we're having an incredible time here in East Austin, so we're gonna keep it rolling.
2: (laughs) I love like just messing with people, so that's that seems like a great thing to do, honestly.
0: Yeah. I did it two weeks ago. I announced Lincoln Riley, and that got a lot of attention because we had like Matt Roy left like six hours ago, so the womb was still fresh. Um with this being my second time doing it, I don't think very many people are impressed.
1: It doesn't make it any less funny, and I think maybe because we're not Baylor fans, we find it funny, um and other people might also, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> what about Texas Tech? Where do you see them? How do you see them performing this year?
0: Yeah, I don't know they've so they have um their top two quarter I know that their quarterback jet Duffy has just like entered the transfer portal, so he's gone. I know he had a ton of playing time this year. Uh, they have Alan Bowman, who's been injured a ton, but when he's gotten playing time, has looked really good. Um, I think they've—I mean, they've always been a good team. They even when Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury was there, they didn't they didn't translate to wins. But he had like two future, like incredible NFL quarterbacks on his roster, and also David Davis Webb at one point. So I'm excited to play him. we P- Baylor plays them like on Halloween at Texas Tech next year. It's like a Thursday night, so I'm just assuming we lose that one by forty um yeah I think they're going to be <laughs> as good as ever next year
1: so the big 12 has the potential to kind of pick it up this coming season and I not so. be a weak football conference
0: yeah i mean we didn't do ourselves any favor this bowl season but um i mean like every single year if texas can figure it out they've got they like having the talent to be good is never the question there it's always development and coaching continuity um, so, I'm like hopeful that Texas is good so we get to beat them in Austin. But if they come out and win 10, 11 games next year, I don't think anyone's going to be like shocked.
1: Do you think if they don't win that many games, Tom Herman will be on the hot seat?
0: I think so. I don't think you get to clean house and say that there's a bunch of problems, but it was everyone except for you, and then come back and get the same result with your second round of hand picked hires and come off scot yeah. free especially with Texas fans and boosters. They're not the most patient bunch in the world.
1: No. And people are pretty unhappy when Todd Orlando was fired by Texas.
0: Yeah. Texas tech scooped him up in like a week too, which I think is the funniest thing because Texas tech does not historically have the best defense. And if they find a way to beat Texas next year, I will be extremely logged on to see what's going on.
1: It'll be a fun time. I mean, the big 12 is always pretty fun Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in terms of play, but. Um, I think, like, this season there were teams that were obviously dominant and it wasn't, like, up and down the, like, different teams. And then randomly Kansas would show up and scare teams. I just didn't understand that. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm excited for year two of Les Miles. I think, I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing and Kansas yeah. has been able to pull in some, some bigger players than they've gotten in the past. So I think they upset a few people next year. Hopefully it's Texas again. Um, outside of that, it's all like window dressing. But if they can just get that win, it'll be a success.
1: And then Iowa State. I know you don't love Iowa State. We have many <laughs> Iowa State like friends of the program. So um, go easy in this area. But um, Brock Purdy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the best returning quarterback in the Big 12. I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. I know he and Baylor's quarterback, Charlie Brewer, have a lot of similarities. I think Brock is more consistent. Um, He's also just really fun to watch. Um, And I feel like Iowa State has a cycle every few years where they will kind of like hull around the middle of the pack and then make a really good run. I know they beat Oklahoma maybe last year, the year before. Um, So maybe not super similar to Texas, but they always have the talent to do it. Um, And I think their coach is obviously one of the better coaches in the Big 12. So I'm hopeful that they're good. Uh, I'm glad that we beat them this year. I don't think we necessarily deserve to, but. Um, I watched it at a bachelor party of the biggest Baylor fan I know. So that was <laughs> a, a great time for all of us.
1: It was a really, I was hoping Iowa State would win that game. Not going to lie.
0: I kind of conceded it. it in my head about 30 minutes before we hit the winning field goal. But look it, at us now. Yeah.
1: I know. Cleveland house.
0: Look
1: at, yeah. Look at you now. Well, you're in better shape than Penn State, who, God, that news today is just horrible. Um, I don't know where you two stand on the death penalty for... football programs um like i recently wrote about it and i was like i don't think that like baylor or penn state necessarily deserve the death penalty for their football program and then like if the allegations that came out today are true like that's a pretty good argument for a death penalty
2: oh it's it's just like like get things right with your program like this is clearly a cultural Problem, like it's widespread, and it's not okay. And like it's, you can't be bringing like young kids into that kind of environment when they're not protected by like true adults. You know, like it's just, it's insane. Like it, it, yeah. I mean, so someone sent us a tweet, and it was they were super upset, of course, and they're like, "Fire Franklin, fire everyone, get rid of the football program, get rid of everything." And like, I honestly don't really disagree. It's, yeah. Like, something's got to yeah. change. That's that's not okay if this is true. And the fact that something like this is coming up again, not that long after all of the Sandusky stuff was kind of, like, you know, ironed out, it's just, it's like, okay, so clearly, like, things haven't changed. You still have issues yeah. with this. So, um, again, if these things are true,
0: which... Yeah. And I know Baylor is, like, in no space to be, like, the the moral authority, at least not with not enough distance from the big scandal that we've gone through. But I think you saw with like Baylor's athletic department, basically cleaning the whole house and finding a hire who ended up being a great football coach, but making sure they found a guy that was not going to give them any sort of suspicion of running a dirty program. And it seemed as if Penn state had kind of done the same thing with James Franklin. I mean, he had a great reputation. I mean, obviously like there's a lot of things that are going to come out in the next few weeks about it, but if it is as bad as it looks like, My question is like, what are the chances that like this happens again at Penn State? Like, is it just two separate incidents, or is it a continue? Like, is there some continuity here between these two like horrible things that have gone on?
1: I'm sure we'd find out from that, like if they do determine if it's like the allegations are true. um, I think that you can make an argument that they are related to a point where people continued to be just passive bystanders, not necessarily that people were like, yeah, well, we should encourage this like terrible behavior, but like, oh, we're willing to look away from this. and We're willing to like overlook this and we're not going to listen to this complaint. And so if that had been like the culture when Sandusky was there and like they did not change that at all in the last couple of years, it like it would be understandable how they are in this situation again because they continued to be like um don't ask don't tell or Mm -hmm. we just are gonna look like it's not a way to like run an athletic program it's not a way to run any type of anything like you can't function in life
0: like that yeah no i definitely think it's interesting and um when the argument of like a death penalty comes up i mean obviously it's only happened once and it happened in a time where like obviously there was a lot of money in college football, but I feel like there's more money like, right now in college football than there's yeah. ever been as far as like revenue sharing and just profits just generally. Um, so it would be interesting to see if that was even put on the table, like how that would affect, cause it wouldn't just affect Penn state, you know, it would, it would affect yeah. their partners and people in their division. So definitely interesting to see how that is handled. If that's even yeah. on the table in 2020 compared to, you know, a totally separate situation like 30, 40 years ago.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it would like you said it would impact like their partners so like whoever their um sports properties is working with like those local uh vendors but also the other teams like right. that definitely impacts any type of any non-revenue generating sports. So all the olympic sports like penn state has a pretty good wrestling team um their women's sports their anything across the board there that isn't basically football or basketball. So that'll be something to watch in the coming weeks. Um, I'm sure they will be pretty anxious to get to the bottom of that. And their title nine person is probably working very hard right now.
0: Yeah. You got to think the person who took that job probably thought they were not going to be due for another massive scandal for another 80, 90 years. And they're finally getting settled into their office. And here we are again
1: they just aged 40 years I
2: mean honestly it would be no matter what you're doing at that school like even if you work in marketing right now like it's got to be very stressful Mm
1: -hmm. yeah oh yeah because you know people are like critiquing you and like even if this comes to nothing like I don't think it is going to come to nothing but even if it does that's still something that you're explaining later like people are still going to think about oh you worked at Penn State And this thing happened or like, I heard this. And, um, I think people who were there during the Sandusky scandal, like when we were in college, um, like they ended up, people did leave and they were able to get other jobs, but like, you still have to like answer questions that like, you might not have been anywhere near any of it. You could have been a development officer for like the spirit program. And people are still going to be like, oh, so you were at Penn State. And you're like, I didn't know anything about any of this.
0: I can confirm that that's a thing that happens to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, moving on from, like, bad news to (laughs) something more fun. College basketball. We are now in, like, peak college basketball mode. Um, Baylor played at Kansas this weekend. And I know last week Colin had said that that was his game, and Emily, was that your game of the week also last week?
2: Uh, no, I already forgot what it was, but I, oh no, it was mine. Colin's was something okay. else, I think.
1: Oh, his was a different Baylor game. So, yeah, yes, his, it works. His was attack attack. Tech. Tech, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So Baylor surprised everyone and won in Lawrence.
0: I wouldn't say everyone.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun game to watch. Um, Scott Drew had never won there before, and he had been at Baylor for sixteen years. Um, he took over a scandal somehow that was worse than the one Baylor just went through. So he basically started with like six JV players and a insurance salesman when he got there, and he's been able to build the really like a perennial contender every year. Um, this is to people who know the program, like this is the most talented team we've ever had. Um, Scott's had some really good teams in the past. He's put out some NBA talent, uh, but people, the consensus is that this is the most talented team we've had, we have the best top three guards in the country. A lot of people are saying, uh, maybe not the best player in the country, but our guards overall, um, people are putting them up against really any other team. So I think we were kind of beat to build Kansas. I think we needed a lot of luck and shots to go our way, but luckily their big center couldn't get anything going for the first three quarters of the game and, we were able to capitalize on it. So coming off of a big win at Texas tech, I was nervous about a letdown and, um, fortunately Scott's a better coach than I am a fan. So he was (laughs) able to pull it out.
1: And now Baylor is number two, right behind Gonzaga. Gonzaga,
0: Yes. Yeah. Number two.
2: Yeah. Um, So, Emily, you and Colin both thought that Baylor would jump Gonzaga and be number one. Um, They didn't. I don't know that that's right, um, just based on, like, who they beat this week. Um, But I don't know. What are your thoughts on, you know, a team who has a big win, like, still being behind a team who won both games but, like, didn't beat anyone? And they're, you know, neck and neck in the rankings. Like, do you think that, do you think a team like Baylor should jump to number one?
1: Um so Evan pointed this out that Baylor <laughs> received more <laughs> more votes to be the number to be number 1 um yeah. this week than Gonzaga did and so Sounds like the elections <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know that's what i thought of oh boy. i was like
1: oh this sounds this seems too close to real life than, jeez yeah, in
2: sports but Except, um, yeah. i don't want to i don't want to compare Gonzaga to the people who lost the popular vote and then won elections so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm happy to do it <laughs> um, yeah but, no, well because we the, the ap
0: poll i mean the ap poll like you're asking a writer or someone who's at a local sports affiliate to watch 70 games a week and make an accurate prediction. So it's really, it's hard to put too much stock in it. Uh, But I will say it is very fun to be angry about being the number two team in the country. It's a really fun position to be in. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I've gotten over it pretty quickly. And the last time Baylor was ranked number one, we turned around and lost by like 30 the next game. So maybe we lucked out getting number two.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's a little bit of a curse, I feel like.
0: Especially this year. There have been a lot of teams that have gone down yeah. number one. So I'm happy to avoid it for a few more weeks.
2: Yeah, for sure. This year in particular. Um, um, but yeah, so any other thoughts on that game?
0: It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I think Baylor might have a guard that's a top 10 player in the country this year. His name's Jared Butler. He's a transfer from Alabama. He had committed and was on campus, and they had a future recruit reclassify up a year. who was a five-star. So they basically told him there's no space for you on the team anymore, and he ended up at Baylor. Um, he actually – we played against Alabama that year, and I think he scored like in the double digits against them as we won. So he's definitely someone to watch out for for the rest of the year. I think he scored like 35 points at Kansas as a freshman last year. Um, wow. So he's he's kind of carrying the load right now.
1: Did you? Did either of you watch Arizona at or Oregon to kind yeah. of shift out of um, Big Twelve play for a sec?
2: Yes. Um, great game. Uh, definitely was happy that Oregon ended up winning that. Um, so also, Bill Walton was on the call, which is I don't know. Emily and I always find that entertaining. Yes, um,
1: we love Bill Walton.
2: Evan, what are your thoughts on Bill Walton? <laughs>
0: I wish he would call every game for every sport. I would watch him okay, talk. Yes. I would watch him like read cereal like ingredients.
2: <laughs> he should honestly. Um, so, I believe at one point on the broadcast, uh, he said that Arizona at their best is the best team in college basketball. Jeez. Uh, did did any did we mishear that, Emily? Did you?
1: that's that's correct because okay. i have a coworker. he's an arizona fan and that's the one sporting event like the one team i can go into my office and talk about because he's the only one who knows about sports and he likes arizona basketball so i can't be like sean miller's a cheater he's like no but arizona and i'm like oh, okay yeah um so yes they bill walton did say that arizona he thinks is the best team in college basketball right now especially when they're like on their a-game and how do you feel about that? I don't know if I agree with it. I think that they're good. I think they surprised me for sure in that game. Like, so going into it, Arizona was ranked, Oregon was ranked, um, Oregon won in overtime. But it was a tight game. And I thought Arizona was going to win. And I really, like, while watching the game, before the game, I thought Oregon was going to, like, air out Arizona. So. That's. I was surprised. And so now I'm kind of excited to watch Arizona. I was excited to watch Arizona this week play Utah, but Colorado just like blew out Utah. Yeah. So I think Utah is probably just bad.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go on a rant about this Arizona at their best is the best team in college basketball. Okay. All right. Um, That is an absolute garbage take. I don't know (laughs) what what he's thinking. Um, So. Arizona beat Pepperdine at home by two points at home. Pepperdine in Ken Palm is 164th. That's like Jeez. for you to only beat a team like that at home by two points. Like, I don't care if you had a bad day. Like, you're not the best team in the country if you're doing that. Yeah. And they lost to St. John's by three points. Um, they're 80th in Ken Palm. Um, and then they lost to Oregon State by 17. Um, but Oregon
1: State's, like, pretty good.
2: Okay, yeah. Oregon State, that's not, like, a terrible loss, but it's also not great. <laughs> um You're right. So I just think, like, those three things combined, I like, I, I just don't understand how someone could think that Arizona is the best team in the country, even if they're playing their best.
1: Keep in mind that Bill Walton tried to, like, put peanut butter on someone's (laughs) face during the oregon arizona game yes he's like a little he's not seeing the same thing you are like you're looking at it in a very like logical manner and bill walton is bill walton true i i was just like what
2: excuse me i think that's probably the that might be the craziest thing i've ever heard him say on a broadcast (laughs) (laughs) he said a lot of wild stuff though he has that's true um, so, all right, I'm done. I'm, I've
1: washed my hands of okay. that. <laughs> okay. Evan, do you have any thoughts on Arizona at Oregon?
0: I have no thoughts.
1: Okay. That's, that's okay. Um, I, Emily really and I fun are Oregon, they are Oregon's super fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and we have a West coast bias. So I understand if like, You've been only watching Baylor because, to be honest, Baylor has been doing very well in not only men's basketball, but also women's basketball. Right. They're ranked number two. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. They
0: uh, they had a big game last week. They beat UConn at home and did a 98-game home winning streak for UConn. It was incredible. Cam and her girls up yet again. Um, last year, they won the championship after bringing in their first graduate transfer ever. Um, mm-hmm. She became their starting point guard and ended up having the game-winning play in the national championship. So they ran it back, got another um, graduate transfer. I believe this girl is from South Carolina, yep. T- Taya Cooper. And yep. I did some research after we beat UConn and I found out she is engaged to uh, Los Angeles Lakers center, Dwight Howard. Um, so that's fun. I think I texted probably 25 people. <laughs> That's just, like, news I couldn't sit on. No, Um, you didn't. And here's the thing about Dwight Howard. He's not great at basketball in 2020. (laughs) Um, He was, like, a top five player probably for a good four or five years when he was with the Magic. But I don't know if good is the word I would describe for him right now. So my biggest question is who is the better? Like, if they're playing horse, how confident are you in that Dwight would win that game?
1: I don't think he would.
0: I don't think he would. Taya, if I'm mispronouncing her name, I'm going to feel horrible. But she has dropped—I think she dropped like 30, 35 against UConn, um, and then backed it up. And we've had, I believe, it was Oklahoma State at home on Saturday, and she, uh, against lesser competition than UConn, put up similar numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's probably winning that game of horse.
0: And I don't even know if it's close. Like, I'm not—I'm yeah. not sure Dwight gets a letter unless he's dunking. And even then, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if she could throw one up.
2: He's also thirty-three and she's twenty-one. Um and he has five babies from five different women. So Jeez. hopefully he kind of settles down here, but I don't love like the fact that he's engaged to a twenty one year old.
0: Yeah, that's a big gap. It's kind of it's pretty yeah. gross.
2: It's a little, yeah, it's a little, it's a little key to me, but. More concerned with the talent yeah. gap. <laughs>
0: the talent gap should be more startling, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but you're right. Like the eight, because like, they're definitely in different like life stages. Like mm-hmm. she's in college. She picked a major and is probably like, I don't even know if I want to do this for my whole life. I'm probably going to go into the WNBA, which like she is. And like she'll do that for a while, but then like after that, she's like, "What am I gonna do?" And he is having a mediocre career in the NBA, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe not. They're not in the same life stage. Yeah, I don't yeah, think
0: so. it's different. A, a debate. This is kind of on a tangent, but I'm very confident in this. A debate. Me and my friends have had is whether or not we think Dwight Howard is a Hall of Fame player. I'm of no. the mind. I'm of the mind that he is. I think we're gonna have some recency bias with him because he's been a Can journeyman be, for the last six or seven years. But when he was with when he was with the Magic, I mean, LeBron was the only thing keeping him from making some serious title runs. I think they played in the Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals like four or five times in a row. I'm probably not right, but I remember they had consecutive, like many consecutive years, where they were playing in the playoffs and LeBron obviously like waxed them but I think Dwight's a hall of fame player not 2020 Dwight
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) Emily do you agree with Evan
2: I I think that he has a shot at it because of the recency bias honestly um I don't think he should be in it but um I feel like there's a good chance he
1: will be down the road besides Dwight Howard being engaged to a college student (laughs) Um, (laughs) Clemson beat UNC in Chapel Hill for the first time ever like ever 60 years almost 60 years and Clemson's never won in the Dean Dome Yep, that is just a wild thing to me um, that UNC had been so good for so long and even like when they had their like low years um I think someone had told me that the last time UNC was unranked was like 2011. Um, Clemson still did not beat them in Chapel Hill. Is this the end of UNC basketball, but the beginning of UNC football because they have Mack Brown now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I that's I, I what we're. Um, um, I shouldn't say the
2: end of UNC
0: basketball
1: because it's never going to be the end, but
2: no. it could be kind of like, um. A changing of the guard, yeah. so to speak.
0: Um, some some news on this side. I just pulled up ESPN and Clemson-Duke just went final. Clemson won 79-72. So that's two. I think this is the first time in a few decades they've beaten UNC and Duke in back-to-back games.
1: Oh, my God. That is super impressive on Clemson's side of things. Yeah. That they beat both teams.
2: First time they've beat Duke in 11 years. So. Holy crap. you love to see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you love really it. do. Love Coach it. K
1: is livid. <laughs> yeah, he's about to.
0: He's missing Zion sport.
1: right about now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, Zion's doing great. He's having the time of his life, I'm sure. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So Clemson,
0: do the, are they going to be ranked next week?
2: I, they got him. I feel like I they, they have should
0: to be him. right. Yeah, I don't know if the UNC yeah. one's going to impress many people, but the Duke win sure will. No.
1: Yeah, no. Like UNC is not great this year, but Duke is like Duke. So they are a solid team. They're pretty good. And to lose to Clemson, and I get that they lost at Clemson, but still, Duke yeah. was ranked pretty high.
0: Yeah, yeah, Duke's almost as good as Baylor. So I mean, that's that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: People were mad about that. The fact that Baylor was ranked higher than Duke.
0: I loved it. Here's my thing you don't get to lose to Stephen F. Austin and tell me you're better than Baylor. Those are the rules.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I didn't make them. You were very correct.
0: That's just how it works.
1: This is correct. And Clemson. Maybe you should start being one of the voters.
0: I would give. One accurate vote every week. Everything else would make many fan bases mad at me.
1: I mean, that's okay. You could be like Mark Titus and Tate Frazier, where like they, if they could vote, they would also do the same thing as you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll look into it. Please do. <laughs> uh, circle back with an update. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned.
2: So uh, for games of the week, do we all have college basketball games by chance? I think
1: so.
2: Yes, I do. All right. Um, Do you want to start? Sure. So keeping things on with the Baylor trend, um, my game of the week is Oklahoma at Baylor. Um, I think that Oklahoma could kind of maybe be in this game, could be way off base, but um, I'm interested to see if it's close or not. I think it has a chance of being close, Um, but just kind of want to see like, what they look like this year it would be the first first game that like i really have super paid attention to them um or maybe it'll just be you know baylor proves that they're like again a super good team i don't know
1: i can because baylor between now and monday don't they play like iowa state they do they play iowa state tomorrow wednesday um, Baylor's gonna be feeling pretty good going into that Oklahoma game. I hope so.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It could be a hot take, but I think it might be close.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're super off base because for all of the good things Scott Drew has done at Baylor, we are not very familiar with being a favored team generally. Um, we've never done super well being ranked super high. Uh, I mentioned earlier last time we became number one went to Morgantown and got ran out of the gym. So I'm interested to see how the team handles that. We've got a lot of old guys in the team, so I'm hopeful that it doesn't impact too much. I think Baylor is the team in the country that redshirts more than any other team. So we've got some mm-hmm. older guys in the team. I'm hopeful there's not a letdown, but I was also convinced that we weren't going to have a letdown a few years back. So I'm going to be crossing my fingers pretty tight the next few weeks.
1: Yeah. Um, Emily, what's your game this week? Um, It is the Utah, Arizona, because I really just want to see Arizona again, just to see Utah is not great I throw that out there. Um, Like I said earlier, they're not good. So then hopefully Arizona can actually show how good they are. Like if they play a sloppy game against Utah and Utah has a chance, I'm going to be questioning if Arizona is actually as good as Bill Walton believes they are. Um. Yeah, that's really why I picked that game. It's not anything because I'm like, oh, this will be like a great game. It'll just be, I think, an int- a good test because Arizona might play down to the level of Utah and make a mess. What's Should've. your game of the week, Evan?
0: Um, I'm a noted non-basketball watcher outside of Baylor, so I'm going to expand a little bit this weekend and watch – As many Big 12 SEC Challenge games as possible. Uh, Baylor has Florida, and I don't know a single thing about Florida, but I think Baylor's got it in the bag. Um, Yeah, so I'll be just sitting on my couch watching the Big 12 SEC Challenge all day.
1: That's a good way to spend your day.
0: Looking forward to it.
1: (laughs) And then on Sunday, I assume you're going to be watching the NFL.
0: Also, yes. Okay.
1: Okay. So did you watch the playoffs this weekend?
0: I did. I am a lifelong Saints fan, which means I'm very used to watching teams that don't deserve to beat us lose in the next round. And that also happened again this year. So the Vikings really didn't look all that great against the 49ers. Um, and I was very glad to see that.
2: Yeah, they were very ho-hum. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 49ers are the best team, though.
1: Yes.
0: Like, yeah. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has lost, like, three games as a starter or something like that. So I think, I think they've got it this year.
2: Not too much to talk about, I don't think, with Vikings 49ers. Um, Titans and Ravens. The Titans, with just a shock, I feel like, did yes. not expect that at all.
0: I love it. I love it so much. I need to refer to Mike Vrabel as Super Bowl winning coach, Mike Vrabel, more than I need anything in this world.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was, I I don't have anything against the Ravens, but it was just cool to see a team like the Titans, you know, move on and like have kind of like a new name in the mix, you
1: know, towards Mm -hmm. the
2: end of the season. So,
0: um, for sure.
2: Yeah. Happy about that.
1: And then the Texans losing to the chiefs i wanted the texans to lose because they beat my beloved buffalo bills who would have definitely (laughs) lost to the chiefs
2: yeah but like i feel like the bills should have
1: won that game um yes they should have and they (laughs) didn't they pulled their usual nonsense and they were the bills so there's always next season yeah and thankfully they have josh allen who's a really great quarterback
0: noted great quarterback josh allen Yes. (laughs)
1: They're building up to it, you know?
2: He's so much fun to watch.
1: He is. He's... I feel like um, a lot of big guys try to... Big quarterback guys, not like any type of lineman. Um, They're playing like Josh Allen. They're scrambling and they're running. And, like, some do it well. Like, um, Trevor Lawrence, he did, did it pretty well. Joe Burrow was all right. And then you see guys like Sam Ellinger who should never do that um Josh Allen is a trendsetter but it doesn't matter because he would have lost to the Chiefs even if he had had not lost to the Texans so the Chiefs will be fun to watch going forward yeah
0: that's gonna be a fun game I um I lived with several people in college and somehow it's basically half Texans fans and half Chiefs fans and once the Texans were up three scores um I don't think any of the Chiefs fans like had blinked Because they know, like, they need four and a half minutes to score 35 points. So as long as there's, like, four minutes left in the game, they're really never out of it. Um, And then Patrick Mahomes, just, like, it's unreal the things he can do. I think with, like, the emergence of Lamar Jackson this year and a few other big quarterbacks, I think people may have forgotten how good he was. So I'm excited to uh, have the whole country watching him this upcoming week. I mean, I'm sure everyone watched last week, too, but... He is just unreal on all of But levels. people
1: think he's like overrated. And I don't understand why people feel that way. Consider he like delivers, like he actually produces and people are like, ah, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't understand at all. Right. So- and I think
0: like, this isn't very true this year. Cause I think he like showed he was a more complete quarterback. Like last year, a lot of people were talking about Lamar Jackson and it was kind of like the novelty of it, you know, like, we have another quarterback finally who can put up 200 yards rushing a game, and like he yeah. wasn't very rounded out last year, like at all. I think in their last playoff game, I think he threw like six or seven passes. But he, I mean, he obviously, put it together this year, and he's going to win the MVP. But I think he's like a year behind basically what Patrick Mahomes is doing. I mean, last year people were saying the same things about him that they were saying about Lamar this year, and I think people are yeah. just like getting getting used to him being able to make ridiculous plays. Um, yeah, and it really is sad because he's a top three, top four player in the whole league.
1: Yeah. Um, Emily, (laughs) how quickly do we want to power through the Packers game?
2: (laughs) Um, I mean like I feel like there's probably a lot to talk about, but um, like honestly, at the beginning of the season I thought the Seahawks were gonna win eight games this year. They won eleven. And winning being finishing eleven and five feels so much better than I would have felt at the end of this year if They had won eight games. So all in all, like, I can't really complain. I feel like given what they were working with this year, um, definitely need to make some improvements to the offensive line in the off season. Um, That's like kind of a common theme as a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Uh, More so back when they had Matt Hasselbeck. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, overall happy with their season and, uh, I don't know the refs, like the NFL has to do a better job at officiating. Um, like they blew a fumble call and then like the whole first down thing at the end of the game was kind of questionable. Like just the way that they reviewed it. I, I don't know. Like they're, they're implementing these new rules, but then they're not really using them So Mm -hmm. that's kind of frustrating. We've seen that, you know, um, kind of throughout the playoffs and throughout the season. So I think they've got to do something there. Uh, But I think that, you know, kind of jumping to the games this weekend, uh, I think the 49ers-Packers game is going to be close. uh, But I definitely think the 49ers are going to win.
1: Oh, yeah. I do too. Without a doubt.
2: I think maybe it'll be like a 7- or 10-point game, but I think the Niners are going to win. And I think, like – They'll probably. I think it might be one of those games where they look kind of dominant like throughout the game, but the st- score is still like pretty close. Yeah, uh, that's my pr- prediction for that game.
1: I agree with that. And then the Titans Chiefs game, do you think the Titans are going to sh- surprise everyone again?
0: I mean, there hasn't been a single team in the last nine years that have been able to stop Derrick Henry when a team gives him the ball 35 times. I don't know if y'all saw it on Twitter this week, but someone like circulated his senior year of high school stats and he averaged like 380 yards a game. He topped 500 yards twice. Um, and I think NFL teams are just like, all right, if we're going to let Ryan Tannehill hand the ball off 40 times a game and cross his fingers. Um, and it's worked so far, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't have a reason to bet against it, but it's really hard to think the Chiefs are going to have a letdown, especially knowing that exactly what the Titans are going to bring to the table.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's fair. I think the,
2: the Chiefs are definitely going to win that one, but um, my hope is that the Titans um, keep it somewhat close
1: hopefully hopefully it's fun like both games are just fun to watch i don't want to see a blowout on either side no. because it's kind of a waste of four hours of my life
2: yeah exactly
1: especially at this point in the season <laughs> 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 um emily what's your hot take of the week
2: um so selena gomez released a new album um i can't remember what day it was but it was very recently and um I think it's terrible, but that apparently is an unpopular opinion because, like, I've had several people text me being like, oh, if you listen to her new album, it's so great. And I'm not, like, I'm I'm not necessarily a Selena Gomez fan. Like, I don't usually go straight to listen to her album when she puts out new yeah. music. Um, But I was kind of disappointed because the only song I like on it is one that she already released as a single. So disappointed at nice. that, but I think it's a terrible album. Nice. It's not, I don't, it's not like, there's nothing on it that's catchy. It's
1: all feelings.
2: Yeah, but I like feelings songs, and I just didn't really find any of these, like, interesting.
1: <laughs> well, there's always Sorry. next time. She so could try again, right? <laughs> that's my hot take. What's yours? Um, my hot take is about Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, Jeez, who I like both of them which in itself is a hot take as I've learned um we have a friend in Austin who went to Ole Miss and I asked her about Lane Kiffin and she's like oh I hate that guy but like hopefully he does something with the team and I'm like who hates Lane Kiffin he's great he's really good for like entertainment value at the very least um so starting there, that in itself, I don't I think that people are a little more excited about when Ole Miss and Mississippi, Mississippi State will be playing each other because Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are like, they seem supportive of each other, or at least like they're not arch nemeses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people are blowing it up. More than like they should i think other games are going to be more interesting other coach interactions i feel like lane given and mike leach are just gonna be chilling so maybe i'm wrong in that like people think it's gonna be like this big thing i don't really think it's gonna be even the most interesting game for either team in the next couple years i don't know um evan what's your hot take
0: um, My hot take is that Baylor is going to sweep the Big 12 regular season in both men and women's basketball, and that the Baylor men are going to make the Final Four this year.
1: Wow. That's fair. I mean, you you were pretty on point when it came to Baylor football this year, when you said they were going to be the dark horse and come in and do really well. So I kind of trust your take. here. <laughs>
0: I'm glad I have your support this time around. I think you laughed me out of the room when I told you in the fall that (laughs) the football team had a chance.
1: To be fair, (laughs) it was before, like I had really seen Baylor play. It was when Texas and Iowa state were ranked and Baylor, like no one was thinking about Baylor. And now my goodness, all of their sports are thriving I I have to take your word for it now.
0: Yeah. Baylor's football team won 11 games this year and are the fourth best team on campus. So we've got a good we got a good thing going this year.
1: It's good to hear. <laughs> um Emily, what's going on with the yeah. James Bond movie? So I have an update
2: about the movie that relates to something you've talked about before. Um so they basically every James Bond movie that comes out, they have they pick someone to sing the title song. So the most recent one, it was um, Sam Smith, and then the movie before that, it was Adele. And a lot of times, these songs end up like being in like the top 20 on the radio, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so they've announced that for the movie coming out in April, Billie Eilish is performing the title song. I saw song. that. Yes. So she wrote the song with her brother, and she's the youngest artist in history to write and record a James Bond theme song. So... That's kind of interesting. I don't know. Like, I guess Adele and Sam Smith are more like traditional vocalists. So I think like it's kind of a unique pick.
1: They're also uh, from the UK and Billie Eilish is American. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That too. That probably isn't even bigger deal, I guess. (laughs) But um, just since you're a Billie Eilish fan, I just wanted to share that.
1: I appreciate that. I will, if I go see the new James Bond, which I probably won't um because i don't watch anything that is any type of cultural i only watch trash (laughs) things um and listen to trash music it's who i am uh i will be probably scared of the song because i get a little scared when i listen to Billie eilish (laughs) it's fair (laughs) (laughs) so scared you might need some wine um yes this week i went with the cupcake red velvet wine um and it was not as exciting as I had hoped. I don't know. I guess I haven't had it in a minute. And so I'm like, oh, this one's fine. And it's an okay table wine. What are you all drinking this week? Evan, go ahead. <laughs>
0: um, I traveled to New Orleans for New Year's to watch my beloved bears get ran out of the building. Uh, <laughs> and I drank hand grenades to forget all about it. So I'm celebrating oh dry January. So I have a Topo chica <laughs> with some lemon. That's what I'm working with tonight. Yeah, watch out.
2: Refreshing.
1: (laughs) Emily, what are you drinking?
2: Um, this wine was on sale at the liquor store that I go to. I probably wouldn't normally buy it because it was like twenty-five dollars a bottle, but it was on sale for thirteen. Like this liquor store randomly does like deep discounts on like wine for like they only do the discount for like two days on a single kind of wine and then they bump it back up and like, I think it's just to get people to try new things and then spend more money because they like it, you know, once it's not on sale anymore. Um, but it's called Angels and Cowboys. It's a red blend from Sonoma County. And um, it's got, like, vanilla and chocolate flavor profile with, like, berries and stuff. Um, so they say. Um <laughs> But those are like, whenever I find a wine that I like, those are typically things that are kind of in the description. Um, so I figured it was a safe bet. It was. So would recommend.
1: Nice. Very nice. Do you have any other plugs to go with that plug for the wine?
2: I think I'm fresh out of plugs
1: this week. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, mine are the usual. Go listen to other Tailgate Society pods. Um, the usual drunk dialing matinee baseball. And because it's not baseball season, they're doing other types of sports. So, um, get in on that and yeah, always putting out content. Be sure to check out the various articles that we're putting out and then follow the sports and quirks, Twitter at sports quirks, the tailgate society, Twitter at the T society. And Follow our wonderful guest, Evan, at E V A N H E B E R T. Um, I know you had said your name at the beginning of the episode is Evan Abear, but like, so people don't look for Evan with an A. Yeah,
0: it's wildly French.
1: It's, <laughs> you know, it works. Do you have any plugs, Evan?
0: Um, yeah, just follow that Twitter. I post pictures of my dog, Dale, pretty regularly. It's oh, um, good he, content. He's right next to what me. Kind me of dog? He is a black mouth cur mix. So what I tell people is just like, imagine the most average dog you could ever imagine. And that is my dog. That's that's what he looks like.
1: Dale is the best content you put out. Dale. Well,
0: he doesn't have much competition, so. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) So that's, Um, that's my plug. Follow my dog, Dale.
1: uh, You can also follow Dale on Instagram.
0: Uh, Yes. Rescue Dale.
1: Yep. Big fan of that account. And then Bigger Than Sports. Um, Emily, do you want to jump into that? Sure. Um,
2: So one of the – what team did you play for? I'm losing my mind. Um, The Thunder, right?
1: Uh, Current Boston Celtics and former Thunder. Thank you.
2: Um, So Ennis Cantor um, is opening a school um, in Oklahoma City, which makes sense because he played there, um, focused on helping low income and minority students. So they're going to kind of focus on like immigrant students and um, refugee students just to kind of help bridge that gap. in terms of, like, income and access to education with those groups. Um, So that's really cool uh, that he's doing something like that. I like to see this trend of players opening schools in places that are important to them as a way to kind of give back. Um, So it's going to be fourth to twelfth graders.
1: Nice. And then, though we don't really like the New <laughs> England Patriots, um, they are part of this thing called "My Cause My Cleats," and one of their players, um, like, donated their cleats for an auction. And they with cu- it's like custom cleats, so they wear the custom cleats, and then they go up for auction, and um, it helps people within Massachusetts, but it can go outside of that. So, um, just good to see players contributing in a way that impacts like the community they're in, like where they play, but also, um, this player was, he played for Michigan. So it also helped people in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So you love to see people continuing to give back and Yeah. We like that, but we don't love the Patriots. Never love the Patriots, (laughs) but we love the the community outreach they do.
2: So the player back when he was at Michigan um, met this um, kid who had spina bifida. Um, He's had more than 100 surgeries. So um, the Patriots player chose this organization called Team Impact um, for my cause, Mike Leitz, and basically Team Impact connects kids that have Um, serious and chronic illnesses with um, local college sports teams um, to kind of create like bonds in the community um, that the focus is, you know, kind of making them last beyond that person being a college athlete. Um, So I guess that's my plug for the week is follow this organization on Twitter. It's at Go Team Impact. Um, CU Men's Basketball actually just did something with them. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so they... Um, signed a kid to the CU men's basketball team um, and he got to hang out with the team and play video games with them and um, like be around for practice and that sort of thing. So kind of the goal of this group is to um, forge friendships between college athletes and kids with serious medical conditions and then um, keep that friendship going after that player graduates from college. So that's my plug. Go follow them on
1: Twitter. It's wholesome stuff. Agreed. Well, that's all I have for the week. Do either of you have anything else? Um,
0: nope. Go Bears!
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> Evan, thank you for joining us. Of it course. was it was fun. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. And thank you for listening, listeners. And please don't send any of us hate mail about this. Like we are we're friends with Baylor fans. Right, go
2: basketball, also. Yeah. Shout out oh, to yeah. them.
1: Yeah, their basketball team is crushing it. Yeah, so, we're we're all right.
2: on that bandwagon officially right now, so.
1: It happens. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Emily and Emily Sports and Court